And I want you to turn in your Bibles this morning, if you would, to Second Chronicles chapter 7. Many of you probably know exactly where I'm headed. I want to preach this thought for a while this morning. Hope for a nation headed toward destruction. Hope for a nation headed toward destruction. Folks, if you can't look at what's happening around you and realize that we will fall under the great judgment of the God of heaven, you are living in a blinded world. Judgment will fall. But there is hope for a nation headed toward destruction. Second Chronicles chapter number 7. Who wants to guess the verse? 14, let's stand together, all right? For the reverence of the reading of God's Word and prayer for the message, if you would, and if you're able. The Bible says in Second Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14, If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Father in heaven, God, in Jesus' name, as we come to you today, as humbly as we know how, thanking you, first of all, Lord, for your mercy and your grace. God, I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to live in the greatest nation uh, in this world. But, Lord, we love our country. We love our soldiers. We love our freedom. But, Lord, we do not love what our nation is becoming. And God, we don't have to be of this world. We're taught, but we do have to be in this world. Lord, I pray that you would give us grace, God, grace upon grace, to help us through these wicked days in which we live. And Lord, we'll surely thank you for all that you do. I pray if there be one here lost and undone, doesn't know you from the free pardon of sin, God, that you would draw them to an altar of prayer to where they would repent of their sins and meet you, the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray that you would save the lost, reclaim the backslidden. God, bring them back into the fold. And we'll surely thank you and give you glory and honor for what you do for us here this morning. In Jesus' name, we do humbly ask and pray. Amen. And amen. You may be seated. Many Americans across this country today still refuse to believe that America is in danger. But I'm here to tell you, America is in extreme danger. They say it it can't happen here. They say that it's not going to take place again. They say that uh, uh, the morals of this nation is just fine. I'm here to tell you that the morals are not fine and we're still living in a terrible, wicked day full of danger. Not since the many days after the 9-11 incident have I seen so much precaution that was taking place as it was taken yesterday because they were afraid that some terrorists were going to walk in the midst of a lot of company, if you will, and detonate a bomb. They were so concerned that another plane was going to travel into another building. And folks, I'm here to tell you that still could happen today. Uh, We're not completely safe 
in the nation in which we live right now. Uh, we're not safe. Uh, the morals have gone to the dogs uh, and we're living in a wicked day. Uh, we're living in a wicked time. Uh, but my friend, through the grace of God uh, and uh, the hearts of the people of America turning back to God, uh, we could have hope in the United States once again. Our God can do anything today. Our God is a gracious God. Our God has a plenty of mercy in His storehouse. But my friend, the people have to do what we're commanded to do there in Second Chronicles 7 and 14. America's headed for destruction and the Bible uh, speaks to us and God speaks to us through His Word uh, of destroying people and nations down through the portals of time. And that ought to concern us greatly today. People say, well, how's America going to be judged? I don't know, but when God is the judge, it could be very bad. God can do anything that He is wanting to do. God destroyed people because they forgot Him. Over in Psalms chapter 9 and verse 17, the Bible says, The wicked shall be turned into hell, and all nations that forget God. I believe we're living in a day and time where our nation has forgot God. Amen. I'm here to tell you, it, listen, I'm, you know the Supreme Court and what they ruled, and we preached a little bit on that last week, uh, but I'm, I'm here to tell you, that, that right there just got up under my skin, but what got under my skin even more is when they put those rainbow uh, uh, lights upon the White House uh, and it was almost like here let me just shove this down your throat a little bit uh, and just because uh, you know that you, you, you just because you don't believe that way listen it doesn't matter what I believe today it what matters is what's in the word of God Amen. Now with that, that which is in the Word of God that calls that an abomination. And yet, uh, how can the world, can a small group of people dictate to the entire United States of America, a small group of people in our country rather, dictate to the United States of America of how things should go? Because I know that South Carolina voted it down, but yet the Supreme Court comes in and tells us uh, it has to take place. I know other states that have voted it down. Uh, and if they took a nationwide vote today, uh, my friend, I'm here to tell you, uh, the people of America would still vote it down. Uh, but yet you get it pushed upon you and things are going to get a lot worse uh, before they get any better. We t- we've got to take a stand. Amen. Uh, What happened to the old Christians of old uh, that would stand uh, for those morals, uh, that would stand for faith and family in the traditional way uh, and pray uh, and believe in worship uh, and fulfill the Great Commission and have standards uh, and have convictions uh, and put Jesus Christ first in their life. Where are they? Where are they? We need more. Amen. Amen. We need more. God warned His people in the Old Testament. He said, Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God. God's Word clearly says, uh, Now consider this, ye that forget God, lest I tear you in pieces, uh, and there be none to deliver. Uh, I'm here to tell you, we believe, and I believe with all my heart, that we've got the greatest military in the world. Uh, But you better be careful, very careful, because when God says it's going down, uh, this nation will go down, uh, no matter how how great our military might is, uh, uh, no matter uh, what's going on in the White House. uh, When God says uh, that it's over, my friend, uh, uh, this ride that we're on will be over. God destroys people because they forget Him. God destroys people because they become materialistic. 
I was always taught growing up by my granny, don't you ride so high on that horse, son, for when you fall off, you're going to kill yourself. Good words of wisdom. Don't get so high on that horse that you think you can't come down. Because God has a way of bringing you down and bringing you to a place. Israel was warned against materialism. They said, And thou say in thine heart, My power and the might of mind had hand hath gotten me this wealth. They were thinking of their own mind and their own might. I testify against you this day that ye shall surely perish is what God said. Listen, we have everything in America for the most part that anyone would need. If you need a car, you go out and you sign the line and you get a car. If you need a house, most people can go out and sign the line and buy them a home. And if you need anything, if your microwave goes out, you can go get your microwave. If your heating and air goes out, you can go out and you can get it prepared or you can get a new one put in. We're living in the land of the free and the home of the brave. You can make your own living. You can make a good living. But don't forget who gave you the power and the strength within you to make that living. It was Almighty God Himself. And my friend, I'm glad He lives inside of me this morning to give me the strength to roll out of bed on a Sunday morning to come to the house of God and worship Him in truth and in spirit. And my friend, that's what America is about. We have turned our ways away from the truth to look at what the world wants, to compromise what the world wants. Listen, we need to understand and know that we've come to a time of materialism in this nation to where God is probably looking upon us and is sick. And He said, you know, the Laodicean church is going to spew us out of His mouth. I believe that's where we are today. We need to be very careful. I'm not saying that it's wrong to be materially blessed. I believe God wants you to be blessed. I believe God wants you to have. But you know it's what you do with it. And how you react to it. That which causes the problem. Because you can think you've got this whole world by the tail. And then God come along and cut off the tail. And put you in a position of where you would not want to be. God destroys people because they become materialistic. God destroys people because they forget Him. God destroys people because they do not obey Him. Moses speaks of what happens to those who do not obey God's word in the scripture along in Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 11 he says beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God and not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes which I command thee this day folks I'm here to tell you for those that forget God for those that do not obey God judgment is strong it's swift and it's sure and it will come to your house one day we think that we live above the judgment of God but I'm here to tell you even the saved are going to be judged Hmm? there's not going to be one general judgment there's going to be two judgments you're saved you'll be at the judgment seat of Christ if you're lost you'll be at the great white throne judgment 
That's when you'll plead your case before God and it's not going to do you any good because He's going to look at you and say, Sorry, I never knew you. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. And for us that are saved, that are at the judgment seat of Christ, we're going to still have to give account unto God of what we do in this body and out of this body according to the Scripture. We're still going to be judged for those good deeds, those bad things that have been done. But oh, I'm glad for grace. Amen. I'm glad for the grace that will wipe my sin away. I'm glad. I'm not wanting to shortchange grace today because my friend, when He forgives us, He forgives us indeed. He makes the slate clean. He throws our sins. He casts them, if you will, uh, as far as the east is to the west. uh, And He buries them into the deepest parts of the sea. Uh, That's a God that I serve today. Uh, Listen, I don't serve Buddha. I don't serve Mohammed uh, because they can't save anybody. Uh, They're dead. Uh, Their bones are still in the ground. Uh, Over in Sri Lanka, they still got a tooth of Buddha. But if you go to the grave of where Jesus was buried, uh, they're at Joseph's tomb. Uh, You will not see a bone. You'll not see a tooth. You'll not see any hair. Why? Because Jesus arose on the third day and is now ascended back to the Father making intercession for you and I. And I believe He's just waiting for the Father to look to Him and say, Son, go get my children and bring them home. And my friend, that day could be any day today. God destroys people because they're wicked. In the days of Noah, God saw, the Bible says there in Genesis chapter 6, God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was on evil continually. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth. The Lord preserveth all them that love him, but all the wicked will he destroy. We're living in those wicked days. Wicked days beyond measure. You know, I just had this thought the other day with the Supreme Court bringing down their wicked decisions. And I hope you all take this with you today and think about this. If the Supreme Court is going to legislate law, why don't they resign from their office and run for Congress? It's not the duty of the Supreme Court to legislate law. Why don't they just get off the bench and run for Congress if they want to make the laws? Huh? Listen, I'm not, I'm not anti-America today. I'm pro-America. But I'm more pro-God. Amen? And what His Word says, we are, listen, people will be destroyed because of the judgment of God when it falls upon them because of the wickedness that has infiltrated our land. Listen, there are thousands of babies that are legally murdered each and every day that we live. I'm here to declare unto you, murder is still wrong in the Word of God. It ought to be wrong in the eyes of the people. No matter if it occurs inside that woman's womb or outside the the womb or in a jail cell somewhere. Listen, that murder is wrong. Now let me say this. I believe in capital punishment. The Bible teaches capital punishment. You know why you don't have a lot of murdering over in over in the Middle East? Eye for an eye. Tooth for a tooth. 
You know why there's no theft over in the Middle East? You steal something, they cut your hand off. You know why there's no rape in the Middle East? You figure that one out. It happens. It happens. And yet, uh, uh, we have legalized this stuff uh, in the nation in which we live, uh, uh, bringing us down uh, uh, to a place of wickedness uh, uh, that we've never seen before. And friends, I'm here to tell you, it's going to continue to get worse. God destroys people because they become proud. God hates pride. And in His Word, we read repeatedly that He destroys people because of that pride. Word will the Lord will destroy the house of the proud. Pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before fall. Before destruction, the heart of a man is haughty. Pride will destroy an individual. We begin to think that we're too big for our britches, and that we've done it all ourselves, and that we can do it all ourselves. And we've done it all. And I, I this, and I that. You know the middle word, the middle letter in the word sin is I. Proud. Pride. That comes along in the lives of people. I can't sit here and take credit for anything that goes on here. But we can stand and give credit unto the God of heaven for what He does. God's brought us from a, a long place. God brought us from a, a little Mill Hill church on the mill side about 10 years ago on the hillside of the mill rather uh, over in Converse and brought us to this beautiful place here. Building over there was dilapidated and about to fall through. You couldn't sit on the pew without you wondering if it was going to fall through. You couldn't walk on the floor because you was uh, almost concerned that you was going to go through the basement. <laughs> it, was that, it was that rough. It was, a, it was a rough place. And then God blessed us with this and I mean, I don't know what we'll ever do with all the acreage we got here, but you never know. God might decide to bless us real good. Amen. He's already blessed us good, but He might bless us real good. Eh? Listen, I'm here to tell you, uh, God's blessed us. I, I can't take credit for it over the last 14 years. Uh, uh, no one does take credit for it, uh, but we do give credit unto the God of heaven uh, because if it wasn't for Him, it'd never be possible. And my friend, He is the one that give it to us uh, and we're to be good stewards of it uh, and we're to use it for the glory of God uh, and continue to preach the Word of God uh, and continue to go strong uh, in the faith. God destroys people because they're proud. We're part of the greatest nation on the face of the earth. I believe that today. I still believe that. Despise its faults, Brother Olin. We're still the best nation in the world. From the coast of California all the way to the coast of North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, down to Texas, up to Minnesota, Listen, you'll see some of the most beautifulest land and property that you have ever seen anywhere in this world. Geographically, we're in good shape. But spiritually, we have gone backwards rather than forward. What can we do? Where is the hope of our nation? It's in... Properly responding to the verse that we read at the beginning of the message. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face 
and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. You see, there are four things that God's people are told to do. And He says in response that He'll do three things. Let's look at those things today. What are we to do? The first thing the Bible says is we are to humble ourselves. Why is that so hard for so many people? Why is it difficult for people to humble themselves? The Bible says God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace to the humble. I want God's grace. (laughs) The truly humble or the truly humble person realizes where God has brought him from and adjusts their attitudes accordingly. Those who are not humble live their lives in the realm of self and domination of me-isms. It's all about me. It's all about I. But the Bible says pride cometh before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. A haughty spirit is a lofty and arrogant frame of mind. It's the opposite of dependence. That's why I am so concerned about our nation today. Oh, we're not humble, but we're proud in a negative type of way, thinking no one can take us down. We're so great and mighty as this great nation that we are. But I'm here to tell you, when God drops the hammer, my friend, It could fall right here in America. You study the scripture. When the Lord Jesus returns, there's really no reference in the scripture that would make reference to the United States of America. How are we going down? How are we going to be destroyed? Is it going to be by a nuclear attack which... Our own government is approving for other nations to continue uh, uh, to develop dangerous grounds. You mean preacher, the United States of America could stop some of that stuff? I'm here to tell you they could stop it. They could stop it along with other nations that have come together and joined together for that of good, but yet they're refusing to stop it. We've got to humble ourselves. One day or another, everybody will end up being humbled. The Bible says that every knee is going to bow and every tongue shall confess that He is Lord. We need to keep that in mind today. We need to humble ourselves. But number two, we've got to pray. We pray to God in dependence upon Him, asking Him to give us mercy for the judgment that you and I deserve. We deserve hell today. And if it wasn't for His grace and His mercy, we'd all be dead in hell today. Most people might have left here a long time ago. But yet God has showed His mercy. If we read prior to Second Chronicles 7 and 14, the judgment of God was about to fall upon the people of Israel for their sins. Then it was there that they were not praying. But my friends, I'm here to tell you, what can save America today is people like you that believe in the power of prayer that can ring the bells of heaven and ask the Lord to spare us and continue to spare His judgment, and can continue uh, to show us His mercy, and to continue to show us His grace. Because my friend, there's going to be a day when there'll be two sodomites walking the door, and they'll say, marry me. 
marry us. And then your preacher's going to say, nope, can't do it. It's against God's word. God calls an abomination. I can't do it. And then they're going to walk out and they're going to get their lawyers and then they're going to get everything that they can get together. And then eventually the federal government, since they love legislating, they'll come in and they'll tell you and they're going to tell me, you're going to marry them or we're going to take your tax-exempt status or you're going to marry them or we're going to shut you down. I'm here to tell you, we need some people of God that can stand firm on His Word and say, look, I'm not bending, I'm not bowing, and I'm not burning. I'm going to stick with God's Word, and I'm going to do it because that's what God said, and I'm going to be faithful to His Word no matter what you say. The thing is, what we're going to have, Josh, one day is this. You're going to have preachers without backbones that are going to just bow down to it stick their head in the sand, pull out their Bible, and perform the ceremony. Can't happen here. Not while I'm the pastor. It's not going to happen here. I can promise you that today. Folks, we've got to stand strong and we've got to stand in unity. Not just our church, but with other churches of same belief. Uh, I'm talking, listen, I'm not talking about denominationalism today. Denominationalism will send you to a place called hell. I'm talking about the doctrines of the Bible. They're good. Listen, denomination is going to fall off at the grave anyway. What does the Word of God say about it? That's what I'm concerned with today. Amen. We have to humble ourselves. And the Bible says for us to pray. The judgment of God was about to fall upon the people of Israel. And America would be in worse shape than it is today. If it were not for those prayer warriors that bow unto God. And pray and ask the Lord to remember us. And to keep us from that judgment and damnation. Remember Abraham's prayer over Sodom and Gomorrah in Genesis 18. Prayer can hold back the judgment of God on a nation. (laughs) And it's coming. It's coming, so we need to be praying. Why, preacher? Don't you want the judgment to fall? Listen, let me say it this way. I still have friends and family that's lost and on their way to hell without Jesus. They need to be saved. They need to be saved. Judgment's going to fall. But I've got people that, want to be, that need to be saved. You've got people that you know that need to be saved. But it wouldn't surprise me before this service was over today that the Lord Jesus didn't split the eastern skies and come and get you and I and take us home. I'll be happy for that day. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm ready for Him when He comes to get me. Amen. And I hope you are today as well. We've got to humble ourselves. We've got to pray. And the Bible says to seek His face. The face indicates approval or disapproval. As a needy people, we should be so living our lives that we'll have the approval of God upon our lives and our nation. It's in my prayer that we'll have more politicians who'll seek God's will for their own personal lives and for our nation. Folks, the next one that goes in the White House is going to be very important. The next officials that you elect are going to be very, very important. Let's pray that they'll bow to God. 
Let's pray that they'll, uh, they'll follow the will of God in their lives. Let's pray that the Lord will, will bless them in their efforts of doing it and not turn tail, not to flip-flop uh, and flop around like some fish out of, out of the grease. Uh, I'm talking about someone that will listen to the Lord Jesus Christ and follow God and follow the Word of God. If we seek the Lord, the Bible says He can be found. Seek the Lord. And you shall live. And fourthly, he said for us to turn from our wicked ways. We should turn from our wickedness. As individuals, as a nation, our acts and attitudes that have uh, offended God and returned to uh, and returned to the God we you know we need to return to the God that uh, we once loved. The Bible said one of the problems is we've left our first love. If we seek the Lord, He can be found. America faces today the sins of greed, of pride, of lust, of waste. You name it. The sins of America are running strong. You want to know why the church is not full this morning? It's not because everybody's on vacation. Churches, fundamental Bible-believing churches are not full today because... They want somebody to compromise the book. They want, to, they want to go somewhere where it's okay to socially drink. They want to go somewhere where it's okay to shack up. They want to go to a place where it's okay to just get lost in the crowd and just make their conscience feel better. But my friend, your conscience is not going to get you to heaven. If your conscience is bothering you bad enough, you ought to get on your knees before God and get Him to take care of that sin in your life. He'll take care of the conscience, amen? That's when we get saved and the Holy Ghost begins to live inside of us. The Spirit of God begins to reign with us. And that the Spirit that's in us tells us when we're wrong. And conviction comes about. And we have that conscience, by the way, of our conscience tells us that is wrong. Turn from our wicked ways. If we do these four things, what will God do? He said, I'll do three things. He said, we'll hear from heaven. If America needs anything today, it needs to hear from heaven. There's still a few folks that desire to hear from the glory world. I like our services sometimes when we get in here and it gets plumb foggy sometimes. (laughs) Amen. Amen. When the Lord begins to move real sweet and precious and hands go up toward heaven, people begin to worship and praise the Lord and lay on an altar and pray. Folks, that's called getting it done. Amen? Hearing from heaven. We've got to hear from heaven. But he said, number two, I'll forgive your sins. Mm-mm. We have a sin-forgiving God. The woman caught in adultery in the Scripture is a prime example of that fact. She was cast out into the center court. Stone her! She's committed adultery! Stone her! Jesus walks into the scene, gets into that circle, begins to kneel down and begins to write something in the sand. We don't know exactly what He was writing in the sand. But I have a just a good little feeling that he might have been writing the words F 
O-R-G-I-V-E-N. Forgiven. Even though she had, had committed adultery, they were ready to stone her. What did Jesus say? He said, ye that were without sin cast the first stone. You know what that means? When everyone in that court turned around and walked out and went the other way, and he said, woman, where are thy accusers? They are none. All of them was guilty of something. And may I say this today, that that was in the crowd is no different than you and I today. We're guilty of something. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. That doesn't justify it. That doesn't make it right. Uh, We're just a soul living in worldly flesh that is sinful. But grace. But God's grace can forgive us of those things in our life, those sins, if you will, whatever they may be. What will God do? He said, you'll hear from heaven. We'll forgive your sins. He'll forgive your sins. And then He'll heal our land. I can't go up to Josh and ask Josh to forgive me of my sins. If I've done something to Josh to offend him, if I've sinned against Josh, Josh can forgive me of my sin. Only the Lord Jesus Christ can forgive me of what I have done. But you know, it's not a lot of times what we have done. It's about the things we have not done. Because if we know to do that which is good and we don't do it, the Bible says it's a sin. So if we know that we should be praying on an altar of prayer for this nation of ours, if we know that we should be praying for the laws, if we know that we are commanded in the Word of God uh, to uh, 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 to be witnesses, and we don't do that, We've sinned against God. If we know that we should be respectful to our parents, if we know that we should have loved them, if we know that as a parent we're to bring up the child in the fear and admonition of God, if we know those things and we don't do it, the Bible calls it a sin. We must be forgiven. He said, I'll heal your land. And if America needs healing today... America does need healing today more than any time ever. I believe in its history. She needs to stop living beyond its means. and Look to the Lord for healing. It's important who we have in office. But the ultimate healing in our land does not rest in one particular political party or one particular individual in office. It all sits at Jesus feet and if I could get to the feet of Jesus if I could humble myself ask God to forgive me ask God to heal our land and get enough people in corporate corporate prayer together to do it I believe he will heal our land I can just get at his feet today. Folks, I'm here to tell you. We need more Christians to just get at the feet of Jesus and beg the Lord for mercy and grace and say, Lord, please heal our land. 
Lord, please help our leaders to be what they need to be. When we get to heaven, don't look for me by the gates of pearl. Don't look for me by the walls of jasper. Just look for me around Jesus' feet. Josh, get that song ready, would you? I know that might be a little out of the ordinary today. I don't have a program. I just come to preach to you. Follow the Lord. I want you to stand across this building. If you don't have any need at all today other than we need to pray for our nation continually, then we need to pray. If you have no other need at all besides, you know, maybe praying for your lost, that is a great need. We need to be at the feet of Christ today. We're going to go to the Lord in prayer. We're going to ask Him to help us. At the end of this prayer, as many have already moving, you feel free to come and get around this altar and you help us pray today. Our Father in heaven, God, in Jesus' name, Lord, we do love you. And God, we thank you for the people responding already. And Lord, I pray that you will touch the hearts of the people in America. Lord, we know that this message will go across the world. And Lord, we pray that you'll use it to turn people back to the godly foundation that we were originated from, derived from. God, I pray that you'll lead us, guide us, direct us. I pray that you'll save the lost, help us to continue to stand strong against wickedness in this day in which we live. And Father, may we at more times than not be found at the feet of Christ begging for mercy, forgiveness, and help from heaven. Lord, I surely will love you, thank you, praise you, give you glory and honor for what you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.